welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, family vacations. All better in an RV from MidAmerica RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. We appreciate you guys putting up with the delay today as we were well, we were just into meetings. I'll just be honest. Uh, and that's what we had to do this morning. Sometimes you got to go to those, but we appreciate you guys joining us here at 11 o'clock in the call-in app. Um, the chat line already popping off. Actually, it's just big country so far. Now, but today, say, uh, what I miss? We are going to share uh, more draft takes. It's draft week. The title of the episode is draft week 2.0. Guess what tomorrow's is going to be? 3.0. There you go. Look You're with it. Counting. Yeah, but today we are going to break down um, more draft rumors that we've been hearing. We're going to talk about draft drinking games. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, listener uh, Dakota reminded me like, hey, you guys got to talk about this. You are right. So thank you. Uh, for that one, it, like I said, some rumors, but then we're also going to get into some over-unders. Uh, Vegas puts out these odds all the time, and I use BetMGM uh, when I gamble. But we look at, it, at some of these over-unders that these guys have. They'll put out like Ahmad Gardner, his over-under is five and a half. Mm-hmm. So we'll look at that and analyze, should you bet the under, should you bet the over. But I, I did want to start with some of these draft rumors. I actually put out an article um, today on the draft scout of a lot of the stuff that people just tell me, I don't, I don't go out asking for this information. <laughs> it's just sometimes laid into my lap and I'm like, all right, I'm going to say it. <laughs> you go. know, I, I can't keep a secret, which actually I'm very good at, but there, there are some times where I think I've said something already. So it's like out there, but I haven't said it already, but I, I did put out an article this morning with, all 32 picks and kind of the rumors that we're hearing. And I tell you, just even starting at number one, we talked about it yesterday. It's starting to sound more and more like Trayvon Walker is going to be that pick. Or even that Iki Aquanu is in the mix for it. Just based off what I'm hearing and also reading, not many people have Aiden Hutchinson going number one anymore. <laughs> I, and, you know, I put out a mock draft yesterday, too. I think I'm going to have to do another one because I don't believe that Aiden Hutchinson is going to be that pick anymore. It's crazy how fast it can change. It's insane because like Trayvon Walker like didn't get any talk prior to the combine. Like is it like the drafters or excuse me the combine results have boosted you up this much? I think people started to be like, man, he's really good athletically. Let's put him like top ten. It's a gradual climb for him, but it's been it's been very steady to where it was like you know this is probably a ten to fifteen pick range for him. Then you start to get the combine testing numbers back. And again, I'll pat myself on the back. I can remember seeing him being mocked to the Falcons around combine time and said, I think he's going to work himself up to the top two. And I thought he would be the pick with Detroit, honestly. I didn't see this coming. And number one, I, I, he's got a very good chance. I, I think it's 50-50. I wouldn't even put Aiden Hutchinson in the talk at the moment. Like A lot can change over the course of 24 hours. And I think it has with the first overall pick. But I would put Aquanu and Trayvon Walker right there as the, the favorite. And like we talked about yesterday, too, Vegas oddsmakers made him the favorite 
Trayvon Walker, to be selected number one overall. There's a lot of chatter that a guy like Doug Peterson wants to draft an offensive lineman, Ike Aquanu. Mm-hmm. I tend to side with Doug Peterson on this one. Yeah. I just, I don't, I'm not a believer of Trayvon Walker. I don't feel like you played like a number one overall pick in college this year. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, he clearly is up in the conversation for it. We saw what he did there in Michigan. It was mm-hmm. an incredible, it was a great season. And then here comes Trayvon Walker, who's also on a defense, whose defensive line also has three other first rounders on it. <laughs> right. And, it's and they run like, a three front. So yeah. They're three for three. And I'll tell you, <clears throat> big country, I don't want to get too far ahead. The fourth guy on that defensive line is going to be a top 10 pick. His name is Jalen Carter. He's a defensive lineman, and he was the best defensive lineman on that line last year. That might be a stretch. That's a bold take. I don't want to get too hot takey. Over uh, Jordan Davis and and Wyatt? He is currently my number three prospect for next year. Will Anderson, C.J. Stroud, Jalen Carter from Georgia. He's He's going to be another very good athlete that I really like a lot. I mean, even during the season, trying to watch Georgia for the college football aspect of things, for the draft aspect of things, and then being like, who the fuck is number 88? Because he's wrecking everyone, and yeah. no one's talking about him. Quick Google search, well, he was only a sophomore last year. And he was one of those sophomores that should have been on the field more, but it's like, who do you take off the field to replace him with? Yeah, It's, it's one of those Alabama-type situations to where you're going to see this guy next year and think, oh my gosh, he's... He's probably better than Devontae White. He's maybe better than Trayvon Walker. But he just he wasn't beating those guys out for the job because they were the veterans and he was the, the younger guy. Well, speaking of that Georgia defensive line of Jordan Davis, I mean, out of the other two defensive linemen for Georgia that could go around one, who do you think is going to have the best career? The best career? Yeah, or be I should maybe I should just say best player. Because saying best career, it depends on where you go, where you land, you know terms of accolades and success at times but i would still bet on trayvon walker really yeah and his boom potential but with him it's it's risky because i think with like jordan davis you know you're going to get a guy that can plug the middle of the defensive line for eight to ten years yeah trayvon walker could be like a a double digit sack guy you're probably not going to get that from jordan davis i don't i don't think we're looking at the next aaron donald type interior pass rusher or anything close to that. But Jordan Davis does also. He has a lot of potential. But it would probably, it'd be between those two guys. Yeah. But, you know, Devontae Wyatt, the third defensive lineman there, he could also go on to have a 10, 12-year career where he's just very solid the entire time. And then Jordan Davis is, you know, his body's not able to keep up with the grind of the NFL. Yeah. Trayvon Walker is just an athlete. And you, you've got to be more than that in the NFL. It's a great start. You've got to be more than an athlete. So and I love how we always talk, or especially you know, bringing up the point leading into the draft. It's like, all right, which player is going to surprise us to be the like the number one overall pick? Which quarterback is going to kind of come out of nowhere and end up being the number one guy at the end of the year? Kind of all overlooked the fact that it could be someone else than a quarterback. Like leading into college football season, it was like, who could it be? Could it be a Kenny Pickett? Could it be you know, Sam Howell's already getting some recognition? Could it be you know, Bailey Zappi? The um, <clears throat> Any other quarterback like that? No, actually, it's just Trayvon Walker, an edge player from Georgia, who's been pretty good. He's good season, but still, it's just I don't believe he lived up to the number one pick hype. But yeah. and at the same but time, with I'm this saying year's that, class, it, it is weird. Is it hard 
to say that with him when there's other two first-round defensive linemen on that team and a linebacker and right. a safety. It's like, you know, these stats are just kind of spread out equally because they're all so dominant. It was like, yeah, opposing offenses just couldn't go anywhere. It was like, boom, okay, now it's, you know, it's Davis's turn. It's Wyatt's turn. Yeah. It's Walker's turn. And that, that very well could be the case. I mean, he had Trayvon Walker had seven and a half sacks last year, uh, but there were a lot of other really good players on that defense. So maybe even his seven and a half sacks should look a little bit more impressive just because you did have guys like Devontae Wyatt and Jordan Davis on your team who were also getting sacks. And, yeah. uh, you know, even, let's see, Devontae Wyatt had two and a half sacks, so that's nothing special. I don't, he's not really a pass rusher either, though. I mean, he's more of like a big, he's going to create pressure. Jordan Davis, Davis, there's a million of them in college football, and I can't find his fucking stats, and it's pissing me off. Um, Peek behind the curtain. (laughs) Why are there so many? Because it's a very common name. It's like, no, I don't want to. (laughs) Goddamn linebacker from Mississippi State is not who I want. So Jordan Davis probably had some production, too. I can't find it because there's a million of them. I have looked at at least five. It's going to be the last one that I look at. Holy shit, I found it. Okay. You just, Jordan Davis' all that, stats, is that what you're All <laughs> that to find out he had two sacks last year as I frantically type away. Um, but they also, they've got a lot of really good linebackers. I, again, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but even guys like Nolan Smith didn't come out this year. He, he added four and a half sacks. So there are a lot of really good guys from that defense that maybe it was more of just you know, a race to the quarterback. Um, a guy that we don't really talk about anymore is Adam Anderson. He's the Georgia linebacker that got dismissed for, I believe it was sexual assault allegations, which I, I don't know. I've heard some mixed stories that that might not actually be true, that it might be more of a Johnny Depp situation going on there where everybody kind of thought he was the accuser, but maybe now that's changed. But he had five and a half sacks last year. So there are a lot of guys getting sacks. So maybe Trayvon Walker just wasn't winning every race because he was going up against other very fast pass rushers, whereas some of these other guys didn't necessarily have the teammates on board with them. Um, We'll see. Uh, uh, Bryce asked in the chat, Jalen Carter over Bryce Young for now. For now, I do have him over Bryce Young. I I do worry a little bit about the arm strength and um, his size is keeping me down on Bryce Young. Obviously, he's a Heisman winner. I think he's going to go down as a fantastic, historically good college quarterback that doesn't always transition Mm -hmm. to the pros. And he's been thrown to some really good receivers. I currently have Bryce Young as number five on my big board, but that could change rapidly. I mean, after week one against Texas, I might just have to skyrocket him up the board and say, all right, this is the guy that I remember so it's it's very fluid. I still like. Is there some concern with Bryce though because he's tiny? Like, yeah, great right. great college season last year. Clearly won the Heisman. Good mm-hmm. team surrounding you. Good athletes everywhere around you. Like, in terms of the NFL, is there going to be some question marks there with the size? And with some of the other guys, and you say size too. I think that's important to note. It's not height. We've proven that you can yeah. be six feet tall. Good in the NFL. He looks like he weighs 180 pounds. Exactly. Wet. Like Baker Mayfield, six foot two ten, two fifteen. Yep. A little bit different. Kyler Murray is like five eight, but he's still around 200 pounds. Bryce Young does look like he's. 
I would honestly project him and say he's five feet eleven, one hundred and eighty pounds. He needs to add a, a lot of bulk yeah. to his frame. You're not going to be taking a lot of hits at that size in the NFL, but that's easily something he could do. I still really like him. I think that just goes to show how strong the top end of next year's class looks so far. I expect C.J. Stroud to take another big leap. He's got a big arm. 6'3", 218 is what he's listed at. So I, I like him a lot. And uh, number four, if you're putting it together as you listen, is Jackson Smith and Jigba for me. I really like him. I think he might have been the best receiver on Ohio State last year. And <laughs> two of those guys are getting drafted in the first round. Uh, but sticking with this draft, a couple other rumors that I heard. This is a juicy one. I And I it's hard to believe, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Desmond Ritter rumored to the Tennessee Titans in the first round. Mm-hmm. A lot, lot of people talking about that one. I even saw um, Ari, my sports update, he put out a mock draft today. Yep. He had it there. Uh, had some discussions last night. I was going to say, we heard some rumblings last night about it, and then when Ari posted it this morning, I was like, mm-hmm. son of a bitch, this is going to happen. Yep. A lot of people uh, piecing those puzzle pieces together saying Matt Vra- or, sorry, Mike Vrabel and Luke Fickle are very – they're close friends still from – they coached at Ohio State at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm sure that when Vrabel picks up that phone and he calls and he says, hey, what about this Ritter guy? He's going to hear nothing but positive things from one of his close friends. I mean, if you were uh, dating a girl and you came to me and you said, hey, what do you think about her? Like, I know that you've been friends with her and I just had nothing but positive things to say about her. That's probably going to sway your opinion. Lock it up. That's probably what's happening with the Tennessee Titans and Desmond Ritter. And at least it sounds that way. And it's funny. Because the other guy that the Titans are rumored to also has a direct like relationship with Mike Vrabel. And it's Zion Johnson, the offensive uh, guard slash center from Boston College, was roommates with Mike Vrabel's son at Boston College. Why would you look at that? So now it's like, do I listen to my son or do I listen to my best friend? <laughs> you listen to your best friend and you try and get your son's friend the next round. <laughs> right. It's probably not, not going to last that far. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean – you're going to get a quarterback, right? You're going to get a guy that you can leave the franchise around and get on a rookie deal because it, you're about to probably pay A.J. Brown buku loads of money. And part of it, too, is that Ryan Tannehill's deal is up after next year. He's 33, 34 years old. And so, I don't know that he's played well enough to be like, yep, we're going to give you another contract. Like they, They're winning games. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But I think also you have to wonder, what if we had a cheaper quarterback in here? What if we had a younger guy with – you know, the athletic ability that Ryan Tannehill had when he was younger. Like, Desmond Ritter's pro, his comp should be Ryan Tannehill. Really? I Yeah, I mean, they're both sneaky athletic. Like, I know Ryan Tannehill, like, he played receiver in college yeah. because That's he was a good enough athlete. Still blows my mind about the fact he's like, yeah, he actually started out as a receiver and then went. Right, and this wasn't like Kyle Shanahan, oh, I played receiver at Texas. No, Ryan Tannehill was on the field. He was like the number one receiver in the offense, not just buried on the depth chart. He, I remember watching him and thinking, how the fuck is Ryan Tannehill getting open? Why is he <laughs> doing this to Texas? He's a six foot four white receiver, and he's open. This mm-hmm. is dumb. Then he said, like, hey, give me a chance to play quarterback. It's worked out pretty well for him. But I don't know that the Titans are going to re-up him and give him that other contract. I, I just... It would be his third contract with the Titans. So that means after next year, he's going to be a New York Giant. 
Maybe. That's just I. <laughs> it's crazy to hear that because I was there in the conversation with you, but it's crazy with the fact that like that's another one of those quarterbacks who kind of fits in that middle tier with you know Baker Mayfield. Now you got Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan. These guys are just kind of middle of the road quarterbacks that get the job done, but they're not anything spectacular that you're going to pay a lot for. And they're just uh, floating around the NFL. Like Andy Dalton's another one who's become a career backup. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill, you're, probably, you're happy with the deal that you gave him. Like, he oh, probably yeah. overpaid a little bit, but you're the one seed in the AFC last year. And I'm just I'm talking <laughs> in the fact that like we're just going to head into next year with another round of those type of quarterbacks that just probably don't have a good landing spot. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's wanting to get younger and cheaper and get a guy on a rookie deal and build the rest of the team around yeah. that and try and find success and have success that way. Yeah, it is kind of, you know, it's interesting to note, too. After the Super Bowl, everybody was like, oh, no one's going to use draft picks anymore. Everybody's going to go with the Rams method, fuck those picks, yep. all that talk. Now we're back to, wait a second, we want these draft picks. We want these cheap guys on contracts because if we are going to draft a guy like A.J. Brown – we're going to have to pay him a lot. So we're going to have to counter that with a lot of the draft pick guys. Yep. Which is kind of always the way the NFL has worked. You build through the draft. Um, I think those first-round picks are getting less valuable that teams are willing to trade for veterans. But it's like, okay, we do have to hit in the second, the third, the fourth round now. And as Brooks mentions, too, Tennessee yep. doesn't have a second-round pick either. So this isn't something like, oh, we'll wait and we'll grab him in the second round. Yeah. They gave that up to get... Julio Jones. Who's no longer on your roster. But you know what? A lot of people shit on some of these other guys that are like, oh, you gave up two-thirds to get Carson Wentz. You gave up this to get Matt Ryan. That Julio trade is bad. It was very, very bad. Yeah. He did next to nothing for them. He hardly played. That's why we're, there was like – everyone knows I'm a Chiefs fan, but I do remember some people be like, yo, go get Julio. I'd be like, no. Dude doesn't stay healthy. When was the last time he played a full season in Atlanta? Couldn't tell you. Also, he's great between the 20-yard lines, and after that, once you get in the red zone, you might as well just yep. give it up. Great receiver. Everyone knows where you want to go though in the red zone with Julio Jones. I think a problem that a lot of NFL fans have is that they're just not ready to let go of these guys are aging. Like Julio Jones is 32 years old now. I think the writing was on the wall, too. I, even, I didn't want him to go to the Chiefs. I kind of thought he was done for. In 2020, uh, he played nine games, had 700 yards, just three touchdowns. 2021, played 10 games, 31 catches, 400 yards. This is almost like the Josh Gordon stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, stop trying to make this happen. <laughs> it's been 10 years. Quit trying to make fetch happen. Let it's it go. Gonna. Like, these receivers are not just at the age of 32 going to be like, yep, I'm a pro bowler again. <laughs> yeah. Like, the odds of that happening are pretty low. Like, and if they do, it's pretty special. You should talk about it. But they're just – they're not going to – Hey, if you think you can still play, don't retire. Join the XFL. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Even if you're 48 years old and have Johnny Manziel throwing you the football. Huh? Hey, that works out well for him, I've heard some of them. But, yeah, with Julio, I don't – he's a free agent, right? They didn't cut him? I don't remember. Yes, they did. So it's like, they hey, did. we're not longer going to be open. Not longer. We just, <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're gonna I asked you a question, and you're like, now. no, keep talking. It's like, I can't answer my own question. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is, uh, it's going to be weird to see, but that is one rumor that is, that is floating around. And I don't even know if it's a, a rumor. It, it feels pretty, pretty solid that they're at least exploring the option. Yeah. And that, they, 
like we no, they got the twenty sixth pick in first round. They don't have a second round of pick, and then they're at pick ninety in the third. Like they have just a very casual, normal draft this year. Where we look at other teams, like oh, they got two first round picks, or they don't mm-hmm. have a first round pick to trade it to get a quarterback, or you know, this team's got twelve picks or whatnot. It's just hey, this is what we got: a first, a third, a fourth, two fourths, a fifth, and two six. Can't yeah. really do a whole lot with that if you want to trade back up to get in the second. Yeah, which I don't. I don't think they will. Desmond Ritter might not be sitting there in the second round no. either. I don't think he makes it past Detroit at 32. If they miss on Malik and Kenny? I, I think they'll pass on him. At number two, I think they'll take Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. And then they wait until 32, and they draft a quarterback to get that fifth-round option. Yeah. Where do you think Malik goes then? I still think Pittsburgh. And then Kenny Pickett goes before that? Maybe, like, maybe the Saints panic and say, yeah, let's bring him in. So Carolina's going offense, offensive line? Offensive line is what I would predict for them today. I think yeah. yesterday I predict something different, but <laughs> that's the NFL draft. Carolina is the big – I can't wait to see what they do at six. Mm-hmm. If I'm – I would trade back, personally. If someone's like Austin, your general manager for the Carolina Panthers right now, what are you doing? It's like, we are trading back. Mm-hmm. We have other stuff we need to figure out for this offense, and we need more draft picks. Um, how about this other rumor, though? This one started to float out there last night. And again, I don't think these are rumors. Uh, with, like with Ryan Tannehill and the Titans, I think they're exploring that. It might not happen, but I, it's not a rumor to me anymore. That's how confident I feel about they're actually exploring the possibility of taking Desmond Ritter. They might not do it, but it is true that they're thinking about it. So kind of like you know the Jaguars. They might not take Iki Aquanu, but they're definitely considering it. Mm-hmm. Right now, and even I, I saw Shad Khan come out and say, "Like, oh, we're gonna have to figure that out on Wednesday." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are. That's how the draft. I feel works. like you should have that figured out now. You should have that figured out <laughs> yeah. yesterday, so you can be calm and relaxed and getting everything else ready to go mm-hmm. for Thursday. And I'm sure that it is just—it's probably a formality at this point. They might know, and they're just like not giving out any answers I'm like yeah we know who we pick because then everybody will speculate on who it is so it is yeah. maybe it is just one of those little throwaway comments of like we're gonna figure it out on wednesday talk to you guys later <laughs> yeah. but really in the back of your home. mind you know what yeah. you're doing uh, um, but i guess they'll figure it out but this other rumor that came out last night too the darren waller trade is an exciting one um i hate to see him go from the raiders because I, I, I like that fit. They gave him a chance. He's been very productive there. It sounds like he was involved with the trade for Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. So Devontae Adams was supposed to be traded for a first-round pick and Darren Waller. But according to league rules, you can't trade a player for player unless both of those guys have a contract. And Devontae Adams had not signed his franchise tender yet. So technically, he was not on contract. So you can't trade him for another player. So they had to, um, the league declined that trade. And then the Raiders and Packers were able to work it out to where, okay, we'll send you a first and a second for Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you might do some snip, snap, snip, snap, and then just say, okay, he's on contract now. Give us our second round pick back and we'll give you Darren Waller, which sounds crazy i guess that's pretty i'd give up a second round pick for darren waller i know he's getting older yeah i mean that was supposed to be the initial trade like i think i don't think green bay 
makes that trade without getting something in return in it terms is. of a playmaker. Mm-hmm. And I saw some fans last night, they're like, actually, this is just New England guys fleecing the Packers. Like the Packers, or excuse me, the Patriots guys knew the rules. They understand right. how the NFL works. Packers didn't, so they were able to fleece them, and now they got Devontae Adams and Darren Waller, and ha-ha, middle finger you to the Packers. Well, guess what? That's automatically bad karma, and if you're the Raiders, you really don't want much more of that. You think so? Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, if that is, like, because I had fans in my DMs last night telling me, like, dude, like, whatever, why in the world would you trade Darren Waller? Because you were getting Devontae Adams. That's mm-hmm. why you were trading Waller. And that was the, the equal trade. That was the initial request to the NFL with it. And now you're saying, like, ah, actually, huh, just kidding. Tricked your asses. Now we have both of them. Green Bay's going to be pissed at you. And Which Carlos I think they should. Sitting there ready to strike. I'd keep both of them, depending on how their salary cap situation looks. If that was the initial trade, you have to send Waller. You have to get your second rounder back, and you have to send Waller. If you're the Raiders? That's bad practice. That is bad ethics. <laughs> that's a bad person, and that's bad karma. So next year when everyone gets hurt and you guys steal, well, but I'm going to just sit there and be like, told you. Let me stop you right there. Packers should have made sure Devontae Adams signed his tender before they could trade him. They fucked up because they were trying to trade a player they couldn't trade for a player. The Raiders are probably just sitting there thinking, okay, of course, like they've done their due diligence on their side. They know that they have to sign him to that franchise tender before he can be moved. Patriots are sneaky, man. The Patriots? The Patriots guys, pretty much. That's all that the Raiders have right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, where did the Patriots come So I, That's this? where I was confused at last night, but then I remembered. It was like, yeah, the, the Raiders have like a whole new regime here. It was pretty mm-hmm. much all New England guys. So that's where the mindset, I was like, oh, yeah, they knew the rules. They knew what they could and couldn't get away with. Like, pff, that's not how I would want to start a new job. But to me, it does sound like they probably assumed that the Packers were doing their part of it. Not that there was like something sneaky behind the scenes of like, oh, we know he hasn't signed that. That's what the yet. fans are trying to say. The, fans, yeah, I don't the Raiders that. fans are trying to say like, no, we fleece the Packers. We knew what we were doing because we're smarter than them. Raiders fans were all butt hurt last night. Just like that's an ignorant thing to say. I can't believe like why would the Raiders get rid of Waller? That's because that was the initial yeah, trade, my get, guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that was. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't think that was a rumor. I think that's actually the way it went down. Mm-hmm. And then when the league declined that trade, it was, well, shit, we got to figure out something else. And take our second, take our second round pick, and we'll make it official. Because at that point, once it gets to the league office, people know. Yeah. Like I'm not sure what it is that if it's like a, a database, people have the login. <laughs> I'm convinced that guys like Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport have the login. They get the notification. That it, they're not even relying on sources anymore because again, if you talk to players or you you know read their tweets and stuff, they're like, how they found out before I knew, yeah, like before the agents even find out. So it's like, how did that happen so quickly? Somebody's got the login and password. A little password sharing going on here. A little Netflix action <laughs> right? with the NFL news dropping. Yeah, exactly. So I I think a lot of that is probably happening. But those were two rumors that I kind of came through last night. As we were having some drinks, and you get people talking, you get some DMs sent to you, and you figure out what's going on. Uh, I'll tell you another place you can figure out what's going on. That's Roper Kia. Mention us here at Mike Tuff. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride for a nice little, easy, hassle-free buying experience. Also, um, if they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. Again, mention us at Mike Tuff. Save yourself $1,000 off your nicer, newer car.
Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website, there's no hidden fees when you go to check out. So you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family. And you can do so with Gunspot.com. All right, now let's get into some of the bets uh, that are going to be made um, if you can, we live in a shitty state that doesn't allow us to legally not, bet on games. Not yet. It's getting close. It's getting close. Missouri Hopefully. and Kansas, my guy. Hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. But also, like, hopefully not because betting is hard to do. I mean, I'm five bucks at a time, dog. I'm going to go broke slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, you're, you're still losing money. I don't want to out you, but you know, you're still losing money on it. Uh, I mean, there have been times where I've placed bets and thought, no way this doesn't hit. Like, I know so much about this team and that team. I know with 100% confidence this is the way it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then I lose the bet. I'm best at betting on college basketball, and it is just that is a gut thing for me. Yeah, you're I have not won on many football bets that I've actually placed. I haven't I really say, won on any. I haven't really won on any bets, to be honest. With you. My, uh, <laughs> I rode Yale through the tournament that first weekend we were in Nashville. I was like, hell yeah, man! Mean Yale, which was like the conference tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah let me so clarify that. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I rode them to the lead eight. It was like Yale. Did you make it? Yeah, but I mean, the I've had success. I put out like my college football picks, mm-hmm. but I don't ever bet on them because I'm usually not traveling. Do you keep track of your wins and losses, like kind of what your record was? I didn't was? last year. I did the year before, and it was like 77% accurate. You and that's with and look, also dude. my underdog of the week where I'm just like, fuck it, let's pick an underdog that I think is going to win. So wow. we'll be putting that out again this fall. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> those betting people that can actually do it legally, follow along. Follow along. Uh, we definitely had another niff, though. I don't know if you want to Oh, talk. yeah. Niff the shit out of that. <laughs> right. I'm right, just leaning into bets. I'm just I'm not trying to not be me. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna be exactly. Austin Cunningham big country through and through. That's, what That's I the do. best you can do. It's who I be. Is be who you. I is. Some of the bets that are coming through um are really interesting. Again, like I mentioned at the top of the show, looking at some of the players and then where bet MGM has their over under set. And even you you were looking at it earlier this morning, you're like, they are so accurate. Like these yeah. it's so hard to be like, Yeah, I don't feel good about that one. There are a couple that I feel good about. I don't know if for you that are there are any that you feel very strongly about. Um, I'll tell you the one that I'm starting to lean to is Jamison Williams, the wide receiver out of Alabama. His over-under is now set at 12 and a half. Mm-hmm. So the under on that one would be picks 1 through 12. The over would be picks 13 to 286 or whatever. I'm, I'm really leaning under. On that one. I, I think that's going to be the case. I do think teams like the Jets, teams like the Falcons are really starting to explore. This is the difference maker we need in our offense. Drake London is a really good receiver. He's a big body guy. I think that, that's a good fit for a lot of these teams. But Jamison Williams has that wide receiver one type potential where he could come in and maybe not have the year that Jamar Chase did but maybe have the year that Jalen Waddle did or um, the kid in Minnesota whose name I – Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I think he could be Justin Jefferson in his first year. Uh, 
maybe not with the Falcons, maybe not with the Jets because of the quarterback situation, but I think he's got that kind of potential. I, I'm leaning towards the under on Jamison Williams. I think he gets drafted before pick 13. I just – so what kept blowing my mind with this is the fact that all these guys were in the perfect spot on the conversation of teams that we keep discussing them to. So like Jamison Williams starting out with, it was like, hey – Right there at pick 13, the Houston Texans, that's a possibility of a team to trade up and get a receiver there if they can package their picks right. It would be the same value to get up there, boom, you get Jamison Williams. It's right there at 13, which makes it the over, so you miss it. Or you're right there at the under with uh, the Washington Commanders. Are they interested at what, pick 11? So like, that was the thing that kept just blowing my mind. I was like, man, Vegas knows exactly what the fuck they're doing. Make a lot of money like, there. It is insane. And then there's like... You yesterday on Twitter were getting a ton of slack over what pick four is going to be with the New York Jets. Is it going to be Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner, or is it going to be Kayvon Thibodeau? Both of them are right there at four and a half and five and a half. Raise your hand if you're a Jets fan. Just show of hands, Jets fans. Thank you, Jets fans. Uh, 90% of the people that raise their hands as Jet fans are fucking terrible people, and I hate them. (laughs) 90%. 90%. I feel very confident in that number. The, here's the crazy part. If you're a Jets fan, there are 10% of you that raised your hand. You're fucking awesome. Yeah. You're loyal to your team. You're good fans. You're nice people. And I respect the hell out of you. There are 90% of you that can S my D. And I put that on Twitter, and I mean it. <laughs> because all I did yesterday is I put out there, tweeted it, it's starting to feel like um, Sauce Gardner at number four is the safest of the top five locks because mm-hmm. everybody would look at number one. Who's it going to be? Not really sure. Number two, probably Aiden Hutchinson, but as of yesterday, kind of still thought he would go number one. Yep. Number three, no fucking clue. Could so be number four, lineman. it could be another edge. Could right. be Stingley. Who freaking knows? Mm-hmm. So at number four, the people that I follow and talk about and talk to all have Sauce Gardner going number four. And there are some people that are really in the know with the Jets that have Sauce Gardner going number four, and that's Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah and Joe Douglas are very close friends. Like they're they're actual friends, <laughs> like a Kyle Shanahan and Chris Sims situation. It's not like oh we know each other. Like eh, nice to see you again. Haven't talked to you in a year. Not that kind of friend. It's like a hey I'm gonna text you after the draft. After you're done being busy, we'll talk then. Yeah. Daniel Jeremiah has Sauce Gardner going number four. And then I even thought, like, I started to get a lot of mentions yesterday and thought, am I wrong? Like, did I see this incorrectly? So I went and checked. And I grabbed six to seven screenshots of people that are predicting Sauce Gardner to go number four. Yeah. It's not like I said, I know this. This is my take. And I'm riding with it. It I'm was die on this hill. I've seen, oh, I don't know, Mel Kuyper. Mm. Todd McShay, Daniel uh-huh. Jeremiah, yep. like Lance Zerline with the NFL Network. Like I went to the big dogs and was like, I've seen this, right? Yeah. Yes. Who I, did Peter Schrager that. have? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I think, I think last he had year, Thibodeau. I think last year he had the most accurate mock draft out of anybody. Really? I be, like Out of all the national media members, I think it was Peter mm-hmm. Schrager. He is like, I don't even want to say quietly or secretly, he's just very plugged in more than he gets credit for. Like it is, people look at Peter Schrager and it's like, ah. Eh, I'll tell you stuff. It's insane. Like, <laughs> Who it's are just, you going to tell? Yeah. Everybody that yeah, watches like, I work for NFL Network. <laughs> it's like, fuck, didn't even know, dude. 
Right on. But with Thibodeau right there at four and a half is where he's his over-under is at. If he goes to the Jets, it's right there at four. If he goes after that, there's rumors out there the Giants love Kayvon Thibodeau. The Jets hate him. Giants love him. Look at that. New York split in half again. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Said nobody. And then, like we said with Sauce Gardner, if he doesn't get picked at four to the Jets, where do you think he goes? Do you think he's out of the top ten? Who? Sauce Gardner. No. No chance. Where does he go next? I think he's in play at three. Um, I I would lock him up as a top ten pick. Um, Detroit is sneaky on Sauce Gardner, but I really truly believe Aiden Hutchinson's going to fall to them now, and they're going to swoop him up. Could go to the Texans. Could go to the Jets again. I'm not like saying like, oh, my sources confirm this is a 100. percent There's a little friendly tweet of like, hey, yeah. it seems like he's going to go there. I think the Giants could be in play for him at five and seven. Atlanta could be in play for him. I don't. I will say this: I don't think he gets past the Seahawks. Okay, there it is. Because I was going to say out of all these other teams, boy, that would work out beautifully for the Giants if it's like actually the Jets do go with Thibodeau, and it's like okay, well, I guess we'll take an offensive lineman here at five. Mm-hmm. Carolina just messes it up. They go offensive lineman. Giants go. All right, cool. Now we'll take Sauce Gardner here. Right. It, or I mean, vice versa the on the offensive lineman. Yeah. Uh, could take him. So I, I don't think he'll fall out of the top ten. I would even wonder if he starts to slip if teams are like, hey, get the Giants on the phone. We want to make a move Yeah, for this guy. Uh, so I, I don't think that could happen. I am, I'll am. i take the under on Sauce Gardner. Set at five and a half. I will take the under. I, I do still think that he goes to the Jets. But I, like I said, I also think the Texans are a favorite for him. And if he gets to five, maybe the Giants are. But I mean... I, I think he goes three or four with Kayvon Thibodeau. His over/under is set at four and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the over. I think he's probably going to be New York Giant. I believe you. I it, believe you, Mello, because I agree with you. <laughs> I haven't you seen talked it. me into. I it. believe it. Now, I actually think he's going to be a New York Giant at number seven overall. Thibodeau. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, going back to some of the rumors that I've heard, is that the Giants love offensive tackle at number five overall. Because they think the Panthers are going to take a tackle at six. So they're going to take the tackle that they want at five and the pass rusher they want at seven. And then, again, predicting that the, the Panthers would take a tackle there. And they don't really need a, a pass rusher. So I think that's kind of the order and how that goes mm-hmm. for the Giants. Um, Evan Neal is another guy on here. That's His, what I was going to ask you. He said at five and a half. I'm going to take the under on that one. Or sorry, the over on that one. I don't... So who do the Giants take at five? Charles Cross. Over Neil? Yep. Sounds like they love Charles Man. Cross. Yeah. I almost feel bad for Evan Neal, dude. You've been spending months thinking you're going number one. Like, shit, here <laughs> now, we are. Like, now you're out of the top five. Like, what do the I really go, do I want to go to the draft? Do I want to stay home? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, granted, you're still a top ten pick, so you're happy and you're getting a pretty payday. Mm-hmm. You're not in the green room that long, but it's just like <laughs> number one to number eight. Yikes. I saw um, seven. Excuse me. It was it wasn't a confer it wasn't a blue check mark person, but the, I think there were rumors that Evan Neal was flagged or failed. A physical for a lot of teams. I'm buying into that one too. Yeah, and, and I don't know that he has any like long lingering like oh this is going to be a career altering injury. He's been banged up this whole draft process. Yeah, that's. I mean, we saw it firsthand. Yeah, I was going to say that's something I know and I've seen. Yeah. So and I do think some of those teams are like nope, 
They might just be very picky and say, still injured, failing. We'll draft somebody else. That was the thing sucks. when we got to do the visit was like you saw everyone do the workouts and be like, all right, hey, Evan, come over here. We're going to focus on some more stretching, work on whatever the, the issue was. Yeah, which seemed like a core injury. I kind of have an injury. idea of what it was, but. Right. Bryce asked, uh, what is the reason? It seems like it was like a maybe a lower back or a hip thing that he's I think been... it was like a hip hip flexor because they were doing yeah, just a lot battling. of hip flexor work. Yeah. Which I don't think it should make him fall in the draft. Yeah. But guess what? If one team thinks he should fall in the draft, then they're not going to pick him. That makes him fall in the draft. It takes one team to really alter your draft status. And, you know, that team could be number five where they say, no, we're good. We're not going to take Evan Neal there. We're going to take Charles Cross. Because if Evan Neal's the third tackle taken, he is technically fallen on the draft board. Because he wasn't one. He's kind of sitting at two now. Sounds like he might be three by Thursday. That's a fall. And, you know, even like Duke Mannyweather, I think he's great at what he does. Yeah. And it's really cool they to let us in there. That's a fall. And it, I think it is injury-related. If it's not injury-related, then what the hell is it? Yeah. So I, I think we might want to be talking about, like, yeah, he, he did. You know, he did kind of hurt a hip flexor. So now that we've gone over about the top seven here in terms of the rumors and players – if you had to do like a quick mock on after the rumors we've heard and everything we went over, who do you have going one? The first overall, mm-hmm. I would make it Trayvon Walker today. Two Hutchinson. Two Hutchinson. Three Aquanu. Yep. Four Gardner. Yep. Five you have Charles Cross. Charles Cross. Six Evan Neal. Yep. Seven Thibodeau. Eight Garrett Wilson. You have them going in receiver, okay? Mm-hmm. Seattle, do you trade out of this pick, or are you in a spot where it's like? I think Seattle trades out of it. Yeah. Again, if you're a subscriber on the draft um, scout, <laughs> you can find these rumors there. Seattle loves Jordan Davis. You don't need to sit at nine to draft Jordan Davis. Yeah. You can trade back. So I think that's going to be a trade Could that situation. start the run on receivers then, where teams are like, fuck, we need to go get a guy now? Could. It definitely could. It is. It feels like even when you try to project when there's going to be a run on a certain position, you're always later than it is because somebody will panic. And as soon as Garrett Wilson comes off the board, other teams, I think, are going to see that and say, shit, the Jets are next. They're taking a receiver, too. Yep. Get on the phones, trade up, let's get our guy. So that's where it starts to become tricky. Um, if Seattle does sit there, a guy like Derek Stingley will still be available. You know Pete Carroll loves those Because corners. now you're the, the Jets. You've already got your corner in Sauce Gardner. Do you go Jermaine Johnson, or do you go Drake London receiver? Do you go defense offense? I wouldn't be surprised if they go Jamison Williams receiver. Really? Over – so, damn, that pushes Drake London down the board, who's yeah. a lot of people's number just, one receiver in the class. When you look at some of the receivers they've taken before, like Elijah Moore, mm-hmm. Denzel Mims, they weren't slow. They're fast. <laughs> so is Jamison Williams. You know who's not fast? Drake London. Drake London. So I think they might have a thing for you ran a four three. You're above six foot two. You're coming with us. That's you where I'm at. That's where I'm at on that one. I like Drake London, but I think a lot of people are gonna be scared away that he didn't run a forty and that he's not particularly fast yeah. when he does run. Like when you watch when you look at his tape. So that's where I'm kinda at on my top ten. Could be wildly wrong. It's happened before. But also, we might, we're just going to have to clip out that entire 
point right there because if you're right, we're going nuts, my guy. <laughs> it, it takes it takes one pick to be very inaccurate. And one trade just you know if Aiden up. Hutchinson doesn't go one and he doesn't go two, every mock draft out there is totally fucked. And we're just gonna have to sit here and look at when was his birthday and who went. <laughs> right? Was he loved by his teammates? Yeah, exactly. Um, also on Thursday night, we're gonna be playing uh, maybe some drinking games. We kicked around the idea of even doing a, a call-in live. So let us know if you're interested in that. If, like, two people are going to show up, I'm probably not going to waste my time doing a call-in live. But if, like, everybody that's in the chat right now, if you want to listen to Big Country and I talk about the NFL draft while we watch it, maybe we do it. Uh, yeah. But we definitely will be having some drinks as we watch. And I came up with a couple just NFL draft drinking games. These are some oldies but some goodies. And ones that just work every year. And I know that some people get creative and they're like, one drink for this, two drinks for that. I, you can play around with it. Whatever, whatever you're comfortable with. I don't want to be that guy that's like, I'm going to sign uh, chug your beer rule for this. Mm-hmm. And then it happened 13 times and somebody be like, hey, my buddy died because of your stupid ass drinking game. So I will just be taking a very small little, little sip of alcohol. When these certain things happen, one of my favorite things is the quote, this is a guy. Now, this is a guy. Mel Kuyper is the worst (laughs) at this one. I think Daniel Jeremiah might be one of them, too. I think he might be a this is a guy guy. But that's one you're going to hear a lot. This is Mm -hmm. a guy who that's that's a drink. Um, Also, with Aiden Hutchinson being the number one overall pick this year and not a quarterback, or offensive lineman, you have to throw in the white guy cliche yeah. of anything about a high motor. And this is exactly how it's – now this ethic. is a guy who's got a high motor uh-huh. consistently after the ball. Never takes a playoff. His dad was a coach at the peewee level. You're going to hear all this stuff. He understands the game. He's a great locker room guy, leader immediately. Mm-hmm. Old white guys love to talk about young white guys and their high motor. <laughs> when honestly – Aiden Hutchinson, he's just a fucking athlete. Like, it's okay. Some of us white dudes are athletes too. There are not very many of us. Like, when you get a guy who is six foot six, 260 pounds, and runs a four seven, he's a fucking athlete. Yeah. Call it what it is. That's not high motor. That's, he was gifted. That's what we call a stud. Right? Now, Chris Sims used to call them white boy Supremes. Yep. Usually referred to as the receivers. Yep, the small receiver guys. Uh huh. But this, I mean, this is another one. Uh, this is a white man, Supreme. He's not a boy. He's grown. And, but the white guy cliches are great. Alec Pierce is another one to watch for. Yep. Six I kind of have a secret ten. draft crush on him within the last couple of weeks. I've been really just seeing some of his highlights out there. I'm, a, I'm real bad about that, man. You show me a highlight or a clip of something, I'm, just, I'm fucking all in. Yeah, as, as Bryce says, high motor, sneaky fast. That's yep. the one that you're going to get a lot. That's, yep. That is my favorite one. How in the fuck are you sneaky fast? <laughs> That's what people say about me. Just, you are moving fast on a field. It's not sneaky. We all see it. The only people who are sneaky fast are the people with a long stride. Because it doesn't look like they're moving very fast, but they cover a lot of ground. Like Devontae Smith? Yes. He's all legs. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you are also fast. Yep. You get those little guys with those short legs that are moving a million miles an you hour. You Terry Kill. That's about three leg movements per step there. It turns into a blur quickly. Yeah. 
Um, that's another one of my favorite ones. Uh, a very popular one is going to be ceiling or floor. If they mention a guy's ceiling, how good he can be, or a guy's floor, and now we've started doing it with draft position too, of like uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. His floor is the Falcons at eight. It's what it sounds like. That they won't let him get past them. So but, that's what confuses me. But his about the ceiling is like number two. I would think I have that reversed in my mind, mm-hmm. where the floor is two. Is like, hey, that's where he's going to start. Like that's the bottom of the draft that he's going to get drafted. Yeah, the highest he's going to go ceiling it should be eight. Well, wow. but it's like it's reversed though because the yeah. draft order. Like yeah. you want to be a but lower normally value I do pick, view it right? Mm-hmm. Just this time yeah. I'm confused. But we're starting at one. So his ceiling would be two. His floor is going to be eight as I make hand motions that no yeah. one but you can see. No, but I appreciate it because it helps out because one's at the top. Two, three, yeah. Look yeah. At You're the top dog up there. Uh, so that's another fun little drinking experiment that you can do, floor versus ceiling. Um, another one is uh, a mention or a show of the big board. <laughs> now, this one's tricky, and I want to be specific. Like if you watch ESPN – Every once in a while, they will flash and they'll put on like, it's not necessarily the bottom line, but there's graphics all over the screen. And it'll yeah. be like, this is Mel Kuyper's best player available. I don't know if I would count that one because it shows like every three ask. minutes. Okay. But if they actually go to the big board, and they probably do it on NFL Network too. Like if they're going to the big board, that's a drink. Probably a big drink too. Look at the big board here. Drake London's still available. What's yeah, going on with this, Mel? Usually there will be a – yeah, they'll throw to it and be like, all right, let's go to Mel Kuyper's big board. That's when you're like, shit, I've got to chug my whole beer now. <laughs> it's going to go. Well, now you see – now this is a guy just <laughs> – This is a guy on my big board. High motor. <laughs> Great Low <characters>. floor. <laughs> now, he may not be the fastest guy, but you give him a jump ball, he's going to come down with it. Mm-hmm. This guy who played basketball at the University of Southern California. Oh, that's another good one. A mention of another sport they've played. Ooh, slap it on there. Yeah, if they, they talk about like his baseball past, or I would say even family pedigree is another one. If they talk about, oh, you know, his dad was a Hall of Famer in the 70s. Yeah. That, there's yeah. a dream. Dad was a baseball player. Dad played basketball. Mm-hmm. Even if your dad was a coach. Maybe just any parent involvement. Or if mom. Your parents get brought up. Yeah. Now, you we see mom, do, you get where he gets his We should do a count ability. of how many moms ran track somewhere. Like there are all these like you watch TikToks, you see people that are like, mm-hmm. I'm five foot ten, I'm gonna have D one babies. No, 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 no. I want the five six track athlete. That's who's producing these NBA babies, these athletes. Yeah. It's coming from mom who ran track. Yep. Not uh, oh, mom played on the softball team. No. Thank you. Next. I mean mom's gonna mom give ran some, track. I honestly think my mom's stunning my growth. Because I look at all I look at my dad and I look at all my uncles and they're all fucking Six three and up, and my mom comes wandering in at five one. It's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you couldn't pick someone like five six for like that would have been like, <laughs> would have been amazing. Nope, missed yeah. opportunity. But the thing is, like, I remember hearing Chris Sims say he was like, hey, like, <laughs> my dad got athletic because of my grandma. Like, my grandma had like some big strong hands. Like, she worked her whole life. She was very strong. You know, had some athleticism. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where my dad got it from. And then my dad married my mom, who was also an athlete and a stud and fast. And it was like, it just, you kind of just start breeding athletes. You're Chris McCaffrey's parents talk about it all the time. His yeah. mom will just blatantly say like, yeah, I married their dad. So we could create like, you know, mega athletes. I think there's something to it. We, I, I think we it. give the dads maybe too much credit. Yeah. It's, it comes from their mom. It's all the mama. Mm-hmm. Uh, another 
good one slash sad one. Um, anytime a player cries, you won't get too many criers, but that's a good one. Um, also, sad story time. Yeah. That's that should probably be a beer chug. That's an ESPN pedigree, man. Like they're just mm-hmm. they're going to do that for everyone they can. It's like they walk up to him like, hey, what's the saddest thing that's happened in your life? Cool, we're going to make a two-minute uh-huh. story out of it. Do you remember it was a couple of years ago they threw up the graphic on the screen and it was like his mom was a drug addict? Like, yeah. why, do, why do I need to know that about T. It's Higgins? Like that, like, we left it, off. it was T. Higgins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, this is absolutely brutal. Like, the like best day of his life. And you're like, oh, by the way, his mom used to do coke. So, <laughs> which Could I don't you know what drug up there? Like, oh, dad doesn't respond on Happy Father's Day. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just sure. keep bringing it up because it's so awkward, but it's fucking hilarious. Do you think they still consider uh, marijuana as like a drug problem? Probably not. They're probably like, you got a farm? We'd like to invest. Right. Oh, if you have a medical card, it's fine. Well, fuck you. I don't. All right. But <laughs> I still partake in the partay. Um, another one is any, I think, negative comment made about the quarterbacks. Now, they're not going to be. Um, obvious negative comments but if they're talking about how like how much they don't like this about the quarterback or like oh he had a lot of interceptions he doesn't have the strong arm if it's something like that i think we're going to hear a lot of that this year especially on you know day one day two i i think that's another drink i think those are the only ones that i came up with but those are some good ones Uh, i put it out on twitter this morning from the mic'd up account reply there with what you guys are thinking. I know there are some other really good ones, too. Um, if you reply to that thread, other people will be able to see it, and then come Thursday night, Friday night, we can all play along, and we'll yeah. see uh, play a little last man standing. <laughs> Maybe last man, like, messaging. Because there might be some people who are still, like, standing, but they're not. They're not doing anything. Yeah, you just have to still be awake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we can do it. Friday's I don't know if I be, want to, though. Friday's going to be rough. The The draft is really fun. It's pretty exhausting at times, though, like mentally. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep up with things. Not that I'm like, oh, I have a hard job. But, like, <laughs> trying to get, like, tweets out, it takes a lot out of yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Especially trying, you're trying to, to drink beer and eat pizza. And <laughs> for me, the hard part is spelling everyone's fucking name right. <laughs> yeah. Like, you were making notes in the, the rundown the other day, and I went in and like respelled everyone's name. Oh, I know I did. I saw you look at it and laugh, and I was like, hey, man, I'm just trying to keep up. Just trying to get some notes down. I'll fix the spelling in a right. bit. Yeah. And I also just want to be like, hey, autocorrect, why don't you fucking help out a little bit? Why don't you do something? Yeah. The Grammarly's over here like, that's wrong. That's wrong. I know. Fix it automatically. Please. Right. Help now, how come my iPhone out? can do it, but not my MacBook? Yes. <laughs> and why do my contacts not just go to my MacBook automatically? I know we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. It drives me insane. It's like, who? I don't know who oh, yeah. just texted me. I look at my phone. It's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh. I got a new Mac like what, like six months ago or so? Yeah. So I'd get texted. be like, who is this? Like, who's texting me? I don't have this number saved. Uh, my ex-wife. Like, yeah, I've had her number for 10 <laughs> years. You don't have that memorized? Oh, no. I don't have any numbers. I have yours memorized, actually. You want to hear it? No, I, don't. <laughs> I almost said yes. You have no idea how close I was. Like, yeah, mm, uh-huh. no. We'll I have on. yours memorized because our phone numbers are only two numbers different. It's so like the last four of <laughs> yours. You almost took me to be being like six. <laughs> the last four of yours, the second digit and the fourth digit are different than mine. Everything else is exactly the same. 
So eight out of ten are in the exact same place. Your second, it's is like for three, Wordle, right? <laughs> like you were trying to explain to me last <laughs> night. Yeah, it's like you could very easily figure mine out, or like Sudoku <laughs> or whatever that game is. Is your second number eight or three? Neither. Wow, you don't even have my number memorized. What's your six? What's your second digit? No, because you've already said six enough times that they know that the last. Well, I'm not going to read. It's not going <laughs> to. I'll shoot you a text. My number's in your MacBook. I've also yeah, just mentioned yeah. <laughs> Club Six O Nine is a great establishment establishment to go to. Um, they will probably have the NFL draft on there on Thursday night if you want to go. Uh, but definitely make sure you get there for that happy hour from two o'clock until eight o'clock. Tip that bartender, Sean, very well. He does a very good job. He's got some great impressions that he will do for you as well. But that happy hour from 2 to 8, it's two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services and contact information. They are located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri at 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but like I said, they are much more than that. So visit their website at downtownlube.com for that full list. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need the oil changed or your tire service. So make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin, Missouri at Downtown Lube. You've started to do the... ESPN thing at the, bu- <laughs> at the end of both ad reads. <laughs> I'm just getting just on a little twang in there, Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's time for Tell the Truth Tuesday, uh, a staple of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I think one of the favorite things that we do here, at least it's one of my favorite things. Someone and asked so- me last week, what's my favorite day of the week? And I said Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Yeah. It's my yeah, a lot of favorite day. days of the week. You've pretty much taken out the whole calendar. Pretty much, which means no I'm bad happy days. All day, dog. <laughs> all day, every day. Right? Tell the truth Tuesday, though. Um, peek behind the curtain. Friday, we did another blazed up in my backyard. Yeah, which uh, we went to dinner with like my brothers mm-hmm. and some other friends. And then we had some beers, we had some drinks at dinner. Then we go back to my house. I don't know how I got so intoxicated. But your boy was feeling it. Yeah. And so Friday night ends. Saturday, I've said before, I feel like my superpower is being able to function through a hangover. There are many times where I can just I can come back into work, I can take care of what I need to the next day, and I'm pretty unaffected by most hangovers. Saturday was not that day. Saturday, I had found my kryptonite, and I was laid up on the couch for a while. I woke up at like 9 o'clock and thought, usually what I do is I wake up around 9 o'clock or so. I sleep in a little bit, and I go clean up the backyard. That takes a little bit of time. Then I like mow if I need to or whatever, get my day started. I woke up at 9. I looked out in the backyard and said, this is not going to happen for me yet. (laughs) I'm going back to the couch. So I went to the couch and I was just trying to like watch Sports Center and just kind of take it easy. Head is pounding. I feel like I'm going to throw up. It's like, all right, get your shit together. You need some food. But I also didn't have the energy to make myself any food. So it's like, I'm going to get something. Yeah. So I go and I'm like, what is going to cure this thing? I don't really want McDonald's because I've had some, like, the last two experiments, experiences with McDonald's, not good. The quality is just dipped. I don't. I gotta go to it a really different has. one now. Yeah. 
Right. So I don't know what's up. Usually it's um, a Gatorade and McDonald's fries. I'm fine, but I can't go there because the bad trips before. So I go to Wendy's. Like, all right, I'm going to get some sea salt fries, maybe a little frosty, some nugs, and I'll be fine. I'll be right after this. So I'm sitting in line, and I notice that the car in front of me, they keep going inside. Like, I'm in the drive-thru. They keep getting out of their car and going inside. After about 15 minutes, I'm like, the drive-thru's taking forever. These, they've just been going inside and ordering and getting their food, which was a weird thing anyway. It's like, just park your car and go in if that's your play. Yeah. But I'm sitting there for forever, like for 15 minutes. Nothing. Haven't moved. I'm watching these other weirdos go in and out and get food. I've got nothing. And I'm feeling it. Like the sunglasses are on. Mm-hmm. I have my air conditioner turned all the way up. I got the window down. Like I'm rough shape. I'm probably gray. Skin complexion, the colors of the Nets jerseys. I'm sitting there in line. And then finally, after 15, 20 minutes, the cars move. I'm like, this is taking forever, but also I'm not in shape to just really be driving all over town. Yeah. I'm going to get sick if I do that. Have you already put your order in? Like, no, the... I'm still oh a couple cars back. Right. And then I, I'm next in line to put my order in, and I hear them say, we actually only have one cash register working. We have to use it for the people inside and the people for the drive through so it's taking a little bit too long. 20 minutes in, I'm like, this is ridiculous, but I'm going to stay. I hang out. After another five to ten minutes, I'm not kidding you, we're up to 30 now of me sitting in the drive through at Wendy's. I've not even put my order in yet. The people in front of me have not even put their order in yet. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm going somewhere else. Like, this How many people are inside? Right? Like none. There are like five total cars at <laughs> Wendy's, and I've been there for 30 minutes. But I'm too hungover and stupid to just be like, go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> but finally, I go somewhere else, and I go to Dairy Queen because apparently I'm just like chicken nuggets or chicken strips. That's going to solve my problems. Yeah. Also, maybe some ice cream. So I'm in Dairy Queen. I'm in the line there. The same fucking problem happens at Dairy Queen. But there's like, Joplin's not big, but we have, we've got some areas that have some traffic. Yeah. In between Wendy's and Dairy Queen is one of those. So me and my hungover ass trying to navigate to Dairy Queen, I pull into Dairy Queen and I'm like, I'm contemplating. I might have to get out of my truck and throw up. Ooh. I'm not throwing up in a vehicle again. I've done that before. It's not good. <laughs> I'm not prepared to, to get rid one. of my truck. <laughs> but I'm sitting there hungover as shit thinking I might have to do it. might have to just throw up in a Dairy Queen parking lot. But again, I've got like the windows down, air conditioner on. I'm breathing like steady, nice and steady. It's going a little bit faster at Dairy Queen, but I was still away from my house for a total of one hour yeah. just to get some fast food in my system. So I finally like I'm there and I'm at the window. I've given them my card. I've paid. I'm waiting for my food and I, I burp and it's like this, this is not good. I'm about to throw up. I got to the point to where there was at least some throw up in my esophagus to where I couldn't even speak to the Dairy Queen people. They were just like, do you need your receipt? And I'm just shaking my head. Like, can't (laughs) open my mouth. I'm just shaking my head. If I open my mouth, I'm going to throw up. I finally get home. I eat two French fries. And then I'm like, this is not not working for me. Take another nap. (laughs) So now, didn't even eat the food. Take a nap. Wake up like an hour and a half later. I feel fantastic. Like, all gone. I went outside. I cleaned up my yard. I mowed. 
I did all this stuff. It took two fries to write the ship. That's it. <laughs> but that, I, I waited for a fucking hour battling this hangover. All I needed was two fries. I just got to start keeping fries at the house. I was going to say, dog, you, must, you got an air fryer? I don't yet. Oh, clutch. Mm-hmm. Chicken nuggets in an air fryer, 10 minutes, you are good to go. People are like, oh, it only takes like 20 minutes. Yeah, because you got to spend 10 minutes waiting for the oven to preheat. Air fry, you just push a couple buttons. Beep, 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 beep. Mm-hmm. Wham, 10 I, minutes. Actually, they're, they're only like, what, 100 bucks? 80, cheaper than that. Ooh. $20. So that's my whole tell the truth Tuesday. Two fries, completely okay. And I was on my deathbed. I was gonna say you didn't you didn't end up throwing up. Nope, didn't do it. I'm very just chilling your esophagus, and you're just like get your ass back down. Just there. like all my other emotions, I just push it down. Stop. Oh my god. <laughs> and we will deal with this later. Right now, I've got fries to worry about. Push it down. Oh well, my my first tell the truth uh, Tuesday is it's not that. Uh, I actually went grocery shopping on Saturday because I also felt awful and hungover. And I was like, I need to get some food. And I was like, I'm not about to go grocery shopping hungry. So I stopped by Brahms. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and get me That's where I should have went. Brahms has never done me wrong. No, uh, they didn't me either because it was a fantastic <laughs> burger. Uh, had Brahms. Some, I think their fries were one of the best in the fast food industry, to be honest with you. So eat my, I, I drive to Walmart where I'm going to go grocery shop in the neighborhood Walmart, which – they once again have changed the color on the outside of that thing. <laughs> I swear, they've gone from fucking green to brown, and now they're all blue. Everything is just blue Walmart again. Love it. Fantastic. Sitting in the parking lot, eating my food. I go in to go grocery shopping. Starting to feel a little bit better, but I don't know if it's like this all across the country or just here. Walmart is like updating everything. It's a new look. They've reorganized how everything is in. So I walk in this neighborhood Walmart, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is – new like everything has been redone so i go through the produce aisle i go in i'm getting like some hamburger meat or not some hamburger like turkey or sandwich meat excuse me i'm getting some cheese and when i reach to grab one of the cheese things i see another hand come in right next to me and i'm like oh hey i'm sorry my bad and i also know i don't look very good i don't know i don't my outfit probably look, i probably look fucking homeless and i'm thinking i look fine yeah same look like a psycho Saturday person morning. don't look like i feel very good clearly and i'm like oh hey my bad sorry it was my own fucking arm and a reflection on one of the deals, and there was a girl on the other end who looked at me like I was fucking crazy. Like, who are you talking to? So yeah. my Tell the Truth Tuesday is a Walmart mirror scared the shit out of me, and I thought I had hit hands with someone trying to grab the cheese, and it was just my own arm and the reflection reaching for it. But it was like, oh, hey, I'm sorry. My bad. Let me get out of the way. That's fucking – that I'm looking at myself in a mirror. Idiot. <laughs> You know you're spooked on your own reflection. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. It's you. Yeah. And you know, it could have been. Could have been Jonas. It, you know, I thought I saw a little fucker the other day. In your apartment? Yeah. <laughs> Creep me <laughs> out. When you guys were talking about it last night at the bar, and I was like, shut up. We're not talking about it. You, you haven't told me this. Well, I did want to tell you now. I just slipped it out. <laughs> I, just, I tell you everything for no reason, and it comes back to bite me. So Jonas, the ghost that used to haunt. My house has now moved on to big country, and now you're he's seeing He's like, him. oh, he's got an extra room. Now the king-size bed in there. What's up? Uh-huh. Where did you see him? Uh, walking out of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to handle his business, too. Yeah. Corner of my eyes. Strolled into the living room like no big deal. Like, play on, little dude. I think if you just embrace it and you're nice to him, you'll be fine. That's yeah, that's kind of what I, I was thinking, did. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be all right. But... 
scared myself in a Walmart mirror. So what's up with it? Yeah, I, I don't think it was yourself, but now my next one, Tell the Truth Tuesday. I'm actually I'm battling an injury that I haven't told you about yet. Um, I've I've hurt my back. It is pretty bad from weed eating. When? That Saturday after I was fine from the hangover. And I went outside and I had to finish up doing some weed eating and stuff. By Saturday night, I was also, I was back to not in a good shape. By Sunday morning, I was like having problems breathing because my back hurt so bad. I think I pulled like a rib muscle. A rib muscle? Yeah. On Sunday, I was thinking like, I don't know if I can sit and do podcast and radio all day. A rib muscle. In my back, yes. Like the back part of it. Or maybe like a tendon or something. Where it connects the muscle to the bone. Yeah. It's not good. I, I thought like I was going to have to lay on the floor. pulled it, strained it. Yeah. Is there any bruising back there? I can't see back there. Get a fucking mirror. <laughs> have you looked? Well, the Walmart mirrors scare me, so I can't. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, but I was when I put this one in on Sunday night, it's like I have to talk about this back problem because I really thought that I would be affected on Monday by it. <laughs> that I, like, I would sound weird talking because sometimes it like it takes my breath away. Like if I move in a funny way, I'm uh-huh. like, and I thought it would come through in the podcast. It, so far, Tuesday, I'm doing much better. It you need like your back pop? Though. Maybe, but I'm afraid to. Well, it's not like it's going to kill you. <laughs> it could. Oh, yeah, soft point. You're afraid of fucking ghosts that don't exist, but you're like, oh, just pop your back. Yeah, until I break my neck and die. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I'm doing much reach. better today. T's and P's free boy because it does still hurt. But I've, I haven't had an injury. I haven't been listed as questionable in a long time. I was Monday I was questionable. Yikes. Mm-hmm. But I'm here hey, playing through it. I was going to say team player. Take that, Ben Simmons. Damn, I was going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> You've uh, got a couple more, though. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> well, my next one uh, and last one here, the response to that, by the way, is fucking hilarious. Uh, my next one is a good idea. You were tweeting something the other day, or yesterday we were in our group chat talking about something and I gave you an idea on something. I was like, ah, I don't know if this came off right. If he's going to understand what I'm saying, because we've been running into that a lot lately where I'll say something. You're like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Like what sound? Like one thing about Mellow Peak behind the curtain, he is all about playing tunes, humming a tune, singing a tune. Oh, all the time. And they're always, they're, they're like, he does it so well. That's like, okay, now that is stuck in my head. I'm going to keep it going, but there's been a sound that he's been making over the last couple of weeks. I was like, hey, what's that sound? And he had just did it, and he didn't realize it. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was <laughs> just so like. nice. Yeah. It was just like the sound that you just made, and you're like, I, I don't know. And so I did it, and you're like, well, that's not it. This is what it was. And so you did it, and I was like, okay. And that's when it clicked for me. I was like, man, there. I just say just bland stuff and expect you to completely understand. You expect me what to I'm read your mind. Yeah, if you could do that, that would be a lot easier. You know what I mean? Um, so the other day, I said, hey, here's the idea. Maybe you should try it. Didn't know how it would come off. And you responded with, actually, that is a good idea. And I didn't know how to react to it. I was just like, fuck yeah. Like, I celebrated the fact that you told me good idea in the chat. Was it the S my D stuff to the Jets yeah. fans? <laughs> Where it yeah. was like, go ahead and start saving some of those. And you were like, oh, good idea. Ha-ha. And I was like, Yes. That was me. It's my fucking idea. You uh-huh. knew what I meant. <laughs> I mean, yesterday you did. You walked in. You came back from the bathroom. You walked back into the office. And you said to me, when is Matt and Breddy's wedding? <laughs> Peek behind the curtain. We have a friend's wedding this weekend. 
His name is Brett. Yep. His wife-to-be, her name is Maddie. But you said to me, when is Matt and Bretty's wedding? We also have a friend named Matt who's getting married in like a month. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I don't even know which wedding you're talking about. And then you come back and you like tried to say it again. And you're like, Matt and Brett's wedding. And I'm like, that's, that doesn't help me at all. Are you talking about Brett and Maddie? Are you talking about Matt and Kristen? It's like, I just, I can't follow along sometimes. Well, the thing is, it's like, <laughs> What I've been really bad about lately is saying something and going, they didn't pick up on that. So I try to play it off. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what you did. It's just like, ah, oh, man. Like, so I'll double down. I'll be like, yeah, Matt and Brad's wedding. Like, when is it? And you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, oh, Maddie and Brett, when is their wedding? And then it's like, well, I've never heard of a wedding being on Friday, so it's probably Saturday. Mm-hmm. Solid point. <laughs> yeah, it is on Saturday. Uh, any other tell the truths that you have? Uh, I do not. Nope, that was it. I do have... I've kind of just built the list, so we'll keep going over the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, we had one from a listener submitted that says, I was hooking up with this girl for six months, and I never kissed her, dot, 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 on the mouth. <laughs> Bold move, my man. Damn. <laughs> Bold move, my play man. On, I was hooking up with it. a girl for six months, and I never kissed her on the mouth. That's Sometimes impressive. it's not about... A connection. Yeah. Sometimes, peek behind the curtain, tell the truth Tuesday. I've been known to get into friends with benefit relationships before. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad way to live. It's not. <laughs> I'm, I come across as anti-relationships um, sometimes. You about I've about said religion. <laughs> also kind of that. <laughs> Some people just aren't built for relationships. So I, I think that this this dude too, like... I get it, man. Yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm built for relationships. I just want you six months with someone consistently, and it's like never kissing you on the mouth. Prop, like that is, I'm impressed with that. To some people, yeah, kissing on the mouth, I think it's like. Too intimate? Yes. It's like, hey, that's not what we're here for. Yeah. It's me. Fine. It's I did it. <laughs> God damn it. Why? Why are you admitting? Oh, people didn't know. People didn't need to know, bro. Peek behind the curtain. Sometimes Big Country and I put truths about <laughs> each other in the rundown to try to trick the other into reading it. That's the one he put in today. But I don't care. I'll read it. <laughs> oh, you animal. You if you animal. get to that point no, with it. somebody, that... Maybe leads them to believe that there's more to it. And there's not. <laughs> oh, if you kiss someone, they might face. expect you to call them or like She's go like, to their family events. You couldn't lie anymore. You just. <laughs> I, I felt like it was becoming too obvious. <laughs> I didn't think it was. I thought we were doing a fantastic job that it was actually from a listener. And you're asked, nah, okay, it was me. <laughs> it is what it is. That's enough for this show today. It's getting out of hand. We'll be back tomorrow, uh, regular time tomorrow again. Uh, thanks for putting up with us at a different time today as we were in some meetings this morning. But I'm sure that there are going to be more draft rumors that we'll probably be able to share tomorrow with you guys right here in the call app at 10 a.m. Central Time as we are every weekday. We appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate you in the chat listening along as well with those comments, again, the call-in app, best place to get this podcast. We thank you, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.